those of you that have been following me for a while on the Common Sense Show, primarily from the website, going back to the days of Jade Helm 15, that would be in 2015, or Jade Helm 2016, you know what I wrote about that time. You know what the government did. And we have now seen behaviors around the world that very much remind me of what the Chinese are going to do to the people in Hong Kong. You've seen the videos now with the Chinese military vehicles entering Hong Kong. Now, to date, this may change by the time you hear this, but as I'm recording this, late in the evening, on Monday evening, August 12th, there has been no interaction between the Chinese military and the Hong Kong protesters, but it's coming. And what I want to make sure that you understand is if the day comes in this country where you have a liberal government taking away your constitutional rights, we're looking at something that's going to be very similar. Let me draw the parallel for you, and then we're going to break it down after the break. First of all, you got the Chinese who don't want to be extradited to mainland China for crimes. Why? Because most people that go into a Chinese prison do not come out. That's why they're rioting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now they want their independence. So they've tasted blood and they want more. Well, they're about ready to taste their own blood. The Chinese military will be the enforcement agent for the Communist Chinese Party. And they will enter and they will they'll take no prisoners. It'll be shoot first and ask questions later. We know about the brutality of this particular regime. Now let's flip this on the ear and let's go to America where a liberal democratic president, a liberal democratic senate and house of representatives is now taking away your second amendment, it's taken away your first amendment. You now have no due process. It's government by innuendo, just like the red flag laws. And who will the enforcement agent be? Well, there'll be some communist Chinese troops involved in this. But you see, it's going to come out of the United Nations. Obama left America a parting gift before he left office, before the swearing in of Trump. He and Secretary of State John Kerry both signed an agreement called the Kigali Principles. You can look it up. You can look it up right there on the CommonSenseShow.com and use the search engine K-I-G-A-L-I. At the time we signed it, we were the 29th signatory to the agreement. And what it basically does is give the UN a blank check to gather up military forces around the world and impose their will on a country that is, in their view, in chaos, in revolution, in civil war, where people are threatened with harm. Now, we got a lot of people being killed in Yemen. Where the hell is the UN? But see, the objective of the globalists is to take down the United States government because you can't have a one-world government. You can't have a one-world dictatorial economy with it unless you take down the United States and its civil liberties and 300 to 400 million handguns with 150 million registered handgun owners. you got to take that down. These people are going to stand up for their rights. So let's assume now we become like Hong Kong. We're going to stand up to this tyrannical takeover of our government and wondering why I think the 2020 election is so important. So we lose, they win, and they're coming after us. We get into the streets. The people that are going to respond to these riots will not be the American police. A lot of them will join you. 
They won't be necessarily all of the military. Some of the military will join with the UN, but a lot of them will not. And see, this is what was practiced for in Jade Helm 16. The Obama administration carried out drills, and we're going to get into the details of that and then bring it back to apply to this parallel. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of this show, and we are the show, the Common Sense Show, that is Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Well, let's take a look at the Kigali principles. Have they ever been used? Kind of, sort of, a little bit in Bosnia, but there were severe restrictions placed on rescuing troops in that civil conflict. So was it used in the way it was intended? No, it was used politically, the same way it'll be used here. But you can bet your bottom dollar, the Chinese, the Russians, and selected other forces around the world will come in to occupy America and impose martial law if we stand up to the ruling authority. The Hong Kong riots are a great model for what could happen here. And what's going to happen next in Hong Kong with the Chinese military is going to happen under the Kigali, Kigali principles with the United Nations. And your Democratic Party will stand with these UN troops that are coming in. And if you don't think it's true, let's talk about Obama's Jade Helm 16 drill, shall we? I wrote about this extensively. You can search engine this on the commonsenseshow.com. I had documentations, I had photos. Here we go. In various public job venues, the Obama administration advertised for crisis actors. That's not unusual. We know about that. We've talked about that before. But what was unusual was the nature of this ad. They advertised for, quote, disaffected former U.S. military personnel. Disaffected means you're no longer in the military and you are not happy. And they said that these people would play the role of guerrilla chieftains. So what they're saying here is this drill, Jade Helm 16, carried out in the states that we identified, the eight states, they were going to practice against insurrection, against the ruling authority led by former American personnel, maybe even veterans, and they weren't submitting to the authority that had taken over the government and they had problems. Now, what they did is they also worked in conjunction with a few foreign troops. In places where they had camps in Michigan, they brought in foreign troops and they practiced. And people said, Dave, were that, was that FEMA camp practice where they're gonna round up political enemies? Part of the answer is yes, not all of it. Camp Grayling was indeed used for that purpose. And you'll see if you go do your research on my website, you'll see how we had pictures of the foreign troops. But also too, if you go to Hagerstown, Maryland, and we have published these photos too on the Common Sense Show, you'll see factory after factory with UN military vehicles in mothballs. Now, why are they there? Well, they're there because Obama let them be put there. And you're saying, wait a minute, Obama let the UN come in and store their military vehicles? Yes, they have done military drills on our soil. In Pennsylvania, they had paratroop drops. They had helicopter fake assault attacks. They did war games 
in eastern and western, excuse me, in western Pennsylvania. We published the photos of it. The local neighbors were horrified. They did the same thing where they took over communities that were said to be in rebellion. And we posted pictures of city council meetings where the, the citizens of various communities in Texas were going to lodge their complaints and said, we want something done about this. We're not criminals. We're not going to be occupied like it's martial law. And you remember when they closed down all the Walmarts in Texas, all six of them, and it was supposedly every one of them was for bathroom construction that took six months. Do you remember all that? Yeah. Well, what would you think they were doing there? Walmarts in times of crisis will be used for two purposes. They have strong ties to the DOD. Their distribution system for the material they have is based on DOD logistics for the military. They will be a supplier in any kind of civil war or World War III action. Well, that's not a bad thing. You want to be able to convert your peacetime industries to wartime industries. We did that in World War II very successfully, but it goes a step further. Three of the Walmarts, and we published this, actually set up to receive prisoners. This is part of Jade Helm 16. We're going to put down a civil war brought about by a populist movement. Many ex-American soldiers are going to be leading this conflict, and they're going to practice against it. Walmart played a prominent role in these drills in places like Odessa, where we had eyewitnesses sending us more evidence in pictures than we could possibly photograph. I put the photographs in our articles, but they were there. And what did they do? They installed parts of the store where they could be used as detention facilities. They put in very high-tech surveillance. And see, these were contractors that did work with DHS and the CIA. This wasn't Walmart going out and getting Joe Plummer down the street or some major contractor. These were contractors that did high-level security work. I exposed one of them on the CommonSenseShow.com, and one of these contractors said, yeah, our clients are, and they proceeded to list all 16 intelligence agencies, as well as the Department of Defense and the military. What were they doing in Walmart? And we had them there, good to go. Now, let me go a little further with this. Jade Helm 16 brought to light some agreements that were made back in 2012. Now, we talked about these agreements in 2012 on my radio show. In the last week of 2012, Annie DeRiso, my news director at the time, and the late Jim Mars, we went through a checklist of things that had come out of various agreements. Now, some of these agreements are good on the surface unless they go too far. Let me explain. The NBA, the NFL, the NHL, that would be the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, and all shopping malls, basically, well, it was about 90% of all shopping malls, agreed to let their facilities be used for detention. Now, Hurricane Katrina came, and they used the Superdome for people. That was fine. Saved them from flooding waters. They had food, place to sleep. Although the lawlessness was rampant, and the police weren't there in enough numbers to keep the peace, the purpose of having the Superdome was fulfilled. Well, there's nothing wrong with this agreement using these facilities in this manner. However, if you ever wanted to round certain kinds of people up, 
they would work just as well. We've had 800 FEMA camps in this country. The allegations are they're for political prisoners, but oh, no, 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 says DHS in the old days going back 10 years. Therefore, if we ever have an influx of illegal immigrants and we don't have anywhere to put them, that's where we're going to put them. That was the official explanation. Well, I submit to you, we have millions of people crossing our border. We really have nowhere to put them. We can't afford to put them anywhere, but we're certainly not using these facilities, are we? So when you combine those agreements in 2012 with what happened in Jade Helm, do you understand why some of us in the independent media begin to sound paranoid? And this all came out of the Obama administration, who was the first president in 2011 to ever allow a foreign Russian soldier on our soil. 2011 agreement between Obama's administration, FEMA, and the Russian Foreign Ministry to bring in the first, and that was the words they used, the first 15,000 soldiers. Can you say UN occupation force under the Kigali principles? Do you begin to connect the dots here and see all this fits together? See, under Trump, we're not going to see this. But I want to go back in time and I want to talk about somebody else that was very important to American history and he doesn't get the credit. I used to interview before his death, and I should say his suspicious death, a man named Larry Grathwall. He also was interviewed by friends of mine like Doug Hagman. And Larry had been a special informant to the FBI sent to infiltrate and report back on the activities of the Weatherman Underground. And who was in charge of the Weatherman Underground? A man named Bill Ayers, who's still around today and visited the president Obama several times in the eight years he occupied the White House. Well, Larry asked Bill one time, he said, if you ever take over and win with your communist revolution, see these weren't 60s hippies, these people had master's degrees and they graduated from places like Yale and Harvard. The one thing though, they didn't like capitalism, they didn't like America, they liked communism and they want a socialist economy. Boy, does that sound familiar about today's Democratic Party? These are the people who took them over. But anyway, Bill Ayers told Larry Grathwall, well, if we ever do take over, we'll have to put 50 million Americans, and this is on a videotape on my, on my website. Larry said this before his passing. But he said, we'll have to take 50 million Americans and put them in re-education camps. Well, that's FEMA camps by another name. And he said, and we'll have to do away with, meaning murder, over half of them. Now you're saying, okay, that's a radical from the 60s, Dave. And yeah, you visited Obama. Okay, do you have anything else? Yes. Obama had been nothing but a community activist in Chicago. And all of a sudden, he goes right to the state Senate without ever holding a lower level office. And then he is abruptly does not run for re-election. He runs for the U.S. Senate. And he wins there. I mean, this man was no, no way qualified to be a U.S. Senator. And he didn't even complete his senatorial term where he ran for president and against all odds, won. Now, let's back up. <clears throat> the documentation on this doesn't just come from Larry Grathwall. When Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and I had a personal discussion with him, back in January of 2018 about the facts I'm going to tell you. But these facts are also in an affidavit 
acquired by the sheriff's department in an official investigation into Obama's birth certificate, and they found out a whole lot more. And there's lots of sources to validate what I'm about to tell you. If you've heard this before, I apologize, but if you're new and we have a lot of new people, my demographics tell me on our website about 80% of the people that are coming now weren't with us six months ago. So I think this is a story worth telling. Uh, who got Obama started in politics? Care to guess? A man named Bill Ayers and his criminal wife, Bernadine Dorn, who served prison term for her weatherman activities and helping to rob a bank. And they were tied to the North Vietnamese and the weatherman underground and to Fidel Castro. Uh, you remember good old Jane Hanoi Hilton Jane? Do you remember her sitting on a North Vietnamese tank getting her picture taken during the height of the Vietnam War? Those were their friends. Bill Ayers from his Hyde Park Chicago home funded and promoted Obama to his first political position in the state Senate of Illinois. Visited him often. In fact, Bill Ayers still shows up in really interesting places. C-SPAN still gives him space to spout his communist doctrine. I happened to catch this, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Summer of 2018, June of 2018, he was on C-SPAN. And I caught about 30 minutes, and I go, the same old Bill Ayers, same old communist. Now, Bill Ayers is a man who has talked about his genocidal intentions towards mainstream America that can't be re-educated. And that means to the globalist, socialist, communist viewpoint. And he's the man that put Obama eventually where he was, visited him in the White House several times. In fact, when Trump had a rally in Chicago, do you recall this? In the run-up to the election of 2016, Trump was supposed to appear in Chicago and give a speech, and he had to cancel it because of all the violence. And guess who was in the crowd agitating? We published the picture on the Common Sense Show. None other than Bill Ayers. In his 70s, he was acting like a man in his 20s. There's your connections, folks. Are you connecting any of the dots here now? Do you see why Steve Quayle, Doug Hagman, myself, Paul Preston, Paul Martin, sometimes to the novice, we sound like raving lunatics who live and breathe conspiracy theories. But I couldn't sit down at my computer and make this stuff up. My mind doesn't work in that fashion. And yet all these things are record. Now, in the affidavit that was produced by Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who was tired of being persecuted for his arresting of illegal aliens, he decided to go after Obama on the birth certificate issue. He interviewed the mailman to Bill Ayers. And the mailman said, I had an encounter with Barack Obama. Boy, this is an interesting story. He had been the mailman for the Ayers family for 30 years. And he said, one day I saw this well-dressed African-American man walking up to the door. And he, this is when they did uh, door deliveries, no community mailboxes. And he, they said hello to each other. And he says, oh, are you here to see Mr. Ayers? And he said, yes. And he asked me questions. So, so are, are, are you a student? He goes, yes. He says, uh, I'm a Harvard Law School student. Does that tell you how far back that association started? And then he said, well, where are you from, sir? He goes, well, originally I'm from Africa. 
And he wasn't referring to most of the black race with his ancestral roots in Africa. He meant he was really from Africa. And he said, well, that's interesting. And he said, and someday I'm going to be president of the United States. Now, that's on an affidavit filed by the mailman to Bill Ayers. And you could say, well, that's just one source. Well, connect the dots with the other sources is a picture beginning to emerge. Jade Helm 16, Bill Ayers, Barack Obama. We don't know who the hell he was. Who was his high school English teacher? Who was his basketball coach? Who did he go to the prom with? What clubs and activities was he involved in? Do you know, by the way, who his uh, Soviet studies professor was in college? He took the class at Occidental College. And none other than Supreme Globalist, the co-founder of the Trilateral Commission with David Rockefeller, Zygmunt Brzezinski. That was his instructor. We could go on and on and on with this. But do you see why I'm concerned about what's going on in the country? Look at the behavior of the Democrats. You go back a few years, Stephen Scalise got shot. Rand Paul just went under, he underwent surgery again for the beating he took at his home. You've got senators whose homes are being surrounded and they're assailed by protesters and the police in these democratic cities do nothing. I said, Tucker Carlson's next. He's being threatened. These are Bolsheviks. This is a Bolshevik revolution that we're looking at right now. And what I'm fighting here on this channel is the counter-revolution to the Bolshevik revolution. Now you're saying, Dave, what are the Bolsheviks? I'm sorry, I don't know my world history that well. Okay, well, the Tsar was overthrown by Russia and the whole family was executed and they had two years of a government that didn't work well. And usually, like most revolutions, there's a counter-revolution that takes place. And that was the Red Revolution, led by Lenin. And that was what we call the Bolshevik Revolution. And these people were brutal. And I do mean brutal. They, they told the white Russians who had been in the military, hey, bring your guns in. We just don't want any trouble. And when they brought the guns in, they executed them. Bolshevik Revolution. Communist Revolution. This is where it all started. And we are imitating this today in our country. I've given you a lot. And I would suggest you go back. If you're new to this material, I would suggest that you go back and you review what I have said here. And you go do your own research. And I guarantee you, if you use the right search terms, not just on my website, but just on the net in general, even with the Google algorithms in play, you're going to be able to verify pretty easily about 90% of what I've said. And then you got to sit down with the facts you've gathered and start connecting dots. I used to do flow charts when I was learning about this material. You know, my paper looked like, you know, how detectives, and they do a murder mystery, and they have uh, these little pieces of information up on the wall, and they move things around. This fits here, this fits there. That's what I used to do when I was learning about this. You may want to employ the same strategy. And then you're going to sit back and excuse my French, but you're going to say, holy shit, Batman, these people are really, really dangerous. And we can never let them get control of our government. And I'm going to name some names for you here today. People that will be part of the purge. Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Dianne Feinstein, who's in bed with the Chinese, and we have documented that nine times Sunday. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. Uh, do, do, would you care to guess where Bernie Sanders vacationed and where he had his honeymoon? Moscow.
and I'm talking in the communist days of Moscow, before the fall in 1989. He was friends with Fidel Castro. Why do you people keep electing this man? But we, I could go on and on about the, the leaders of this radical Democratic Party that's been chosen by the deep state globalists to overthrow this government. Now, do you have any concerns about the 2020 election? I'm going to go back to what I say often here. You don't have to write, you don't have to broadcast, but you have to begin to educate people around you. I have a lot of issues with Trump, his failure to act on social media. I don't want to hear any more promises. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to see action taken by the DOJ. I have issues with him on the red flag laws, huge issues on this. It's a complete betrayal of his base. But despite my concerns, including, you know, not ending the wars of occupation, we should have already been home from Afghanistan. He said clearly when he ran, his not building the wall, not securing the border. Now realize he's surrounded by enemies in DC and it's hard to carry out actions when you're being betrayed, not just from without, but also from within. And we know that's happened. Just look at the Steele dossier connected to the Russian collusion delusion to see how this man was betrayed by people within his own party and people within his own staff. So can we hold him totally accountable? No, but he can't cower in the corner and this is why he needs our support. And we need to remind him of his promises. We need to keep pushing him forward because right now, I don't know anyone else that we want in the White House because with Trump in the White House, we won't find out about FEMA camps because they're not gonna be acted upon. We're not going to see the things that Bill Ayers wanted to do. We're not gonna see the rollout of those military vehicles in Hagerstown, Maryland to subjugate this country as long as this man is president. But you put a Hillary Clinton in there or a Kamala Harris or a Bernie Sanders and God forbid the senile Joe Biden that can't even remember who the presidents are. You put them in there, all bets are off. So maybe we should get motivated and start working together. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you. I know this broadcast is a little longer than normal. These long runs are usually reserved for the interviews we do, but this is so critically important. And we're coming down now to campaign time and we have a lot to overcome. I think that when we look at the research, the research says right now Google can alter 15 million votes. I think Trump has to win at least by 20 million votes to win. We have a lot of work to do. We'll see you back here again next time.